0: Hey, uh, what the fuck? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Asynchronous. My name is AJ.
1: My name is Kim.
0: And this is a podcast where I guess we're fucking playing Fire <laughs> Emblem Three Houses. Uh, we're going to get out right in the very beginning. We are spoiling the entire game. Today we're talking about Chapter 11. And really, really, please, 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 if you have been listening and you don't really care about spoilers, that's great. But please play this chapter before you listen to this episode. That's yes. awesome.
1: It's a big one. Also, I apologize. A Ringo's a uh, little punchy behind me uh, playing with a squeaky toy. So I'm going to get that good, good audio.
0: We love the animal audio. Okay.
1: Um I don't have any bullshit today. Yeah. But I okay, understand, yeah. AJ, that you do.
0: Yeah, so my bullshit is less related to the so welcome to the bullshit. Um my bullshit is less related to this game and more related to my mental state at the t- at the moment <laughs> of recording. So I was up last night finishing this chapter until about midnight. I had people over, so I had to wait to actually finish the battle until they they left. Finally, um, no, it was a it was a lovely time. Thank you for hanging out. Um, and then this morning, so I'm a podcast producer, right? So I work on a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those shows is called Eye of the Duck. Yeah, it's a movie podcast.
1: Very good podcast. Um,
0: it's a great podcast. Uh, Dom and Adam are great. Uh, If you like movies, you should listen to it. Basically, the whole conceit of their show is they look for like the scene of a movie that encapsulates kind of the whole vibe, whatever. (sighs) Throughout the show, they put clips in and to source the clips, I actually have to, you know, watch the movie and record it so that I can actually source the clips. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, but it is, as far as I know, all legal because it is uh, fair use because they are talking about the scenes. Yeah. So the movie that they're talking about in the episode that I am finishing up editing today uh, and that I had to watch this morning before we recorded so that I had the audio to make the clips for this afternoon is the silence of the lambs.
1: Oh, AJ. <laughs> so oh I my started...
0: God. I started off my morning um, with Anthony Hopkins, Jodie Foster. Really, I've never seen this movie before, so it was a whirlwind of an experience. A really good movie, honestly. If you've never seen it, it's really great. Um, that, that is just kind of the energy that I'm bringing. I finished I finished watching uh, less than a half hour ago uh, at time of recording, <laughs> so I am still pretty, pretty raw off this experience. And I'm ready to talk about this video game, but
1: uh that's amazing my uh, just to peek behind the curtain for the listeners we're recording on like a saturday morning
0: <laughs> yes it's a saturday it is, morning
1: it's noon ish for aj and, and like 9 a.m for me and just the day the thought before halloween of, the day before halloween the thought of you watching silence of the lambs <laughs> first thing on a saturday morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so
0: good on its own. <laughs> yeah, it's a great start to my weekend, a great start to this recording, a great kind of cap, honestly, on on this entire chapter experience. Yeah. It really uh, it really I, I I feel like the the chapter kind of got me in the the beginnings of the headspace that I need to be in to watch I, Tiles of the lambs.
1: Honestly, yeah, I and I actually think. Even more so, the Blue Lions would have. I <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to tell you what's oh, going I on. I am.
0: I am so excited.
1: Why don't we jump in?
0: <sighs> yeah. So I think we're we're kind of mixing up the uh, formula today, right? Uh, so we're gonna because of all the stuff that happens in the actual chapter. Uh, we're gonna start off with supports today.
1: Yeah, the battle is is so juicy that we yeah. we wanted to kind of make that the end of the episode. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, we get to start on the lightest note. <laughs> or I guess in some cases it's a light note. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a couple of supports that I wanted to talk about. Um yeah. and one paralogue. Ooh. Yeah. So maybe I'll maybe I'll start with the paralogue actually. Um mm-hmm. This was Raphael's paralogue. Uh, As I mentioned last week, I recruited him successfully. This himbo is home. Um, (laughs) And his paralogue is actually, it's like combined with Ignatz, who I barely know at all, if I'm being honest. Interesting. So Ignatz and Raphael are both from merchant. Families in the Alliance and, you know, they come to me for help because monsters are attacking Alliance merchants, specifically those traveling from House Gloucester, which is uh, Lawrence's father, Mm. to the Regan dukedom, which Regan is Claude's family. Um, Got it. So we go, we defeat the monsters, whatever. Um, but what's interesting about, about this this paralogue is that we learn that there is a rumor that Count Gloucester had something to do with the previous Duke Regan's death. Okay. And what we learn is that Duke Regan died um, on a trip to House Gloucester where he had been invited there by the count to talk about some potential business deal. And the Duke wanted to bring some merchants with him to help him value the pieces in question. He asked Ignaz's parents and they couldn't go. So they recommended Raphael's parents. Ah, it didn't go well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Basically, uh at some point on that trip, they, they were killed. And like I said, there's, there's a rumor that Lawrence's dad had something to do with it. Um, and Ignatz is sort of explaining all of this to Byleth and Raphael gets angry and cuts the conversation short, but he's not angry for the reason you might think. He's, sure. What he's, what he says is this is just a rumor. Even if it's true, that is our parents' business. It has nothing to do with us. I don't hold anything against Lawrence. Okay. He says, I got no reason to hate anyone or blame someone else for their deaths. I don't have time for that. I have my little sister to worry about. And once he said his piece, he's over it. He's like, let's go get something to eat and walks away. <laughs> okay. And uh, you get like a Byleth, you know, dialogue option. I forgot what the other option was, but the one I picked was, wow, Raphael is a good man and Ignatz agrees. And that's just how this ends. You're making a face that so makes me think I may have not explained it.
0: No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. No, I'm just, it's, it's, it's nice. <laughs> it is nice.
1: It's like, it's Raphael basically saying like, I don't know what happened there and I can't change what happened there. Mm-hmm. All I know is that I'm not going to hold this against, you know, even if Lawrence's dad had something to do with this, I'm not yeah. going to hold this against him. He's my friend. And I don't even want to waste my time with that negativity basically let's go get lunch
0: yeah it's uh it's very sweet there's there's a strong parallel i'm pretty sure i talked about it on the last episode between yeah that and the the caspar petra it, it reminded me of that yeah Which is nice to see that we we both get kind of a... Well, actually, Raphael's uh, a recruit, so I guess there's not even really a blue line to that, but for that to show up in both houses is, like, nice, because that's a... I I don't know. I think that's a nice theme to bring in, I guess, of, like, you know, parents and children and, you know, grudges and stuff, but it's also extremely sad that it happens in more than one family. Yeah.
1: And I will say, like, getting to that theme, I... (laughs) As we've gotten into the meat of this game now, like really are getting into it, those themes are really starting to come to the fore. And I think that one of the themes of the game really is like cycles of violence, like both on a micro scale and on a macro scale. And so, you know, violence that people inflict against each other, um, violence that systems and institutions inflict upon people. And in this case, I think it's it is a nice sort of take on that theme of, you know, this is how one of those cycles of violence can be stopped is just someone yeah. saying that is in the past. I don't know. It's just, it was lovely. It warmed yeah, my it's heart. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's great. So that was the, that was their paralogue then. Yeah. That I've got it? a
1: couple okay. of supports, but it, you know, maybe we can go back and forth.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm pretty light on supports this week. I've like, I've watched them <laughs> to be clear. I am, I am now trying to stay current with the supports I, I, I have, but they're honestly kind of, pretty meh yeah in like the the b to like c plus area but i had in a a similar line actually i got shamir and petra's support
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yes. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I recruited Shamir. She's mostly been an adjutant in all of my battles because she's not <laughs> a particularly good archer, or at least not as good as Bernie. Can I uh, ask
1: what, what made you decide to...
0: Oh, it was my mistake, right? It, it was an accident. Yeah. I okay. just hit recruit to see like what I would need yeah. to do just because like, I don't know, maybe. And she was like, yeah, totally. I'll join you. I was like, oh, OK, I guess this is happening. But yeah, so so Shamir and Petra see support. Shamir is from Dagda, which is a, I guess, kingdom or whatever you want to call it it, uh, located pretty much right next to Bridget. Um, so they're neighbors and they are across the ocean from Fodland or across some span of something from, from Fodland proper. I'm still not entirely sure of the geography of this entire place. I,
1: funny enough, I started looking into that this week because I was like, okay, this is all starting the the like history and lore is starting to be important in a way that made me like, all right, I gotta study.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I gotta study. Ugh. So basically Petra and Shamir are are, you know, in the training grounds as a lot of these supports take place, everybody's training all the time. And Petra asks Shamir like, why you know, you're from Dagda, why are you here fighting for like the monastery and stuff because similar to how Fodlin and Bridget have kind of a tenuous relationship Dagda and Fodlin also have that kind of similar uh, contentious kind of kind of mm-hmm. thing uh, and Shamir basically says like Lady Rhea you know saved my life I was you know my, my family was murdered or whatever and, and Lady Rhea took me in and so now I'm you know repaying that debt basically and Petra asks if Shamir hates Fodlan uh, for what they've done to her people and, and all that stuff and Shamir asks kind of just turns it around immediately on veterans like, do you hate Folden? But also do you hate Dagda? Because it is kind of Dagda's fault that Bridget got involved in this conflict in the first place. Uh, so apparently I, I guess, you know, somewhere along the line, Dagda absorbed Bridget's army or something. I read or,
1: about it in the library recently.
0: <laughs> oh man, the fucking library. <laughs> yeah, there's so the library. many, uh, there's so many things that you can read. I'm like,
1: it's, oh. here's the thing. It's, it's worth, I think reading now because we actually have the context to understand it as opposed to Mm -hmm. it just being like a bunch of uh, yeah, that's
0: fair. Garbage. Sure, 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 sure. Please continue. Yeah. So so, you know, asks if she hates Dagden and if she's fallen and uh, basically comes to the the Shemir basically comes to the conclusion that like you can hate a kingdom, but it doesn't mean you have to like hate the people like, you know, and, and it's it's kind of exactly what is happening. An exact parallel mm-hmm. to what's happening with Raphael and Ignatz and Lorenz and, and what's happening mm-hmm. with Kaspar and Petra of just like, you know, these cycles and stuff. And it just takes one person to be like, no. You know, I don't need to to carry on this this hate or this violence or whatever, and that's pretty much that's pretty much where it ends. Is just Shamir making this point of like you can hate a kingdom, but you don't need to hate its people uh, because mm-hmm. the people are the people are really just tools of the of right. the kingdom at a very base level. Like it's not the people's choice to do these things for the most part. Um, so there's no point in carrying that vitriol to an entire people for for the, the actions of uh, you know one leader or something. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much then that is the whole sport so. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's funny that that was uh, one of the ones you wanted to talk about, because one of the ones I wanted to talk about is Byleth and Shamir's C support. Oh, cool. OK. Um, which is, you know, it's basically largely what what you learned that um, mm-hmm. it turns out Shamir is not like all in for the church. Um, she was a former mercenary and uh, isn't actually doesn't love the nobility. <laughs> Um, doesn't mm-hmm. like having to be deferential to them. But the reason sure. why she is here is because she feels she owes a debt to Rhea and she's paying right. that off. Yeah, um, I, yeah I, it made me like her a little bit more to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> she's not like fully bought in the way that like Catherine is. Um, right. You know, this is she kind of just Catherine. like a job for her yeah, and something yeah, that she yeah. feels, um, obligated to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, 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 dig her a little bit more after that one.
0: Yeah. I was a fan. I think that was the the reason that I even accidentally recruited Shamir in the first place is because I was like, you know, if I have to, if I'm going to recruit any faculty or knight or whatever, mm-hmm. it, I would want it to be Shamir because like nobody else really has anything I want. And I feel weird even trying to recruit Hanuman or Manuela because like How they are the work? teachers. Yes. I don't know. Cause they're the other, classes teachers so yeah. like how whatever weird weird stuff so yeah shamir was like the only one that i felt like you know if i'm gonna do this maybe i'll do it with her and maybe i don't have to try very hard and hey <laughs> i didn't <laughs> so easy peasy yeah i okay so my next one uh i did get lysithia and edelgard's first support uh, their c support nothing super juicy really yeah it'll probably take time um, yeah, Lysithia's is just like cleaning up the entire library by herself. And Edelgard's like, hey, like, you look tired. Like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, well, the, the student who was supposed to be helping me, like, got tired. And uh, uh, I told him to go lay down and I, I would take care of the rest. So which seems like a weird cop out and be like, I don't feel like cleaning the library. Maybe um, it was Linhart. Yeah, maybe it was Linhart. But so as we've learned with with uh, Byleth and Lysithia's support, uh, Lysithia likes to do things all the way. Uh, as best as she can. So she is, like taken all the books off the shelves, dusted all the shelves in the process of putting all the books back on the shelves. And that's when Edelgard walks in. It's like, hey, these books are probably pretty heavy, huh? And she's like, yeah, I didn't really think about that. And so Edelgard just kind of gives her a speech. of like, well, you need to think about, you know, the consequences of your actions or like the implications of the, the things that you take on. And it's like important to, to, I don't know, think ahead before you just blindly react to stuff. And, you know, she gets a little upset about that, whatever. And then Edelgard's like, look, I'll take care of it. You just go and relax and whatever. So then Lysithia leaves. And then Edelgard alone says, if what I've heard is true, dot dot dot. And then says, I don't know how much to believe. And that's the end of the scene. What does that mean? So <laughs> So there's right. something. Okay. There's something there.
1: Oh, I am um, so excited to hear more.
0: Yeah. And and I believe I I spouted my theory a couple of episodes ago, right? You did. Um, I think so, I, yeah. I think that Lysithia and Adelgard are related in some way. And really quick, just an aside: I took Lysithia to tea for maybe for her birthday, or maybe just to to take her for tea. And I I did observe for once because I thought about the uh, the additional lines that they give, and I yeah. was observing Lysithia, and she said, "My hair color is pretty unique, huh?" Oh yeah, I get that one. <laughs> <And it's> like, <laughs> I think it okay. was her birthday because I took her to tea recently too, okay, and so, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure so is interesting, Lysithia. Yeah. Tell me more. She is
0: one of the one of the three students with white hair. Who's the third. I think Mercedes does, but uh, No, I think her that's hair more is like a blonde. like a light blonde. Yeah, so Edelgard and Lysithia, but there have is someone else who hair. has
1: Mercedes's hair color, but um <laughs> it's not them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh so yeah, so that was my Lysithia Edelgard support. Wonderful.
1: Uh my last one is uh sedeth and byleth i think this was their b support mm. sedeth finally apologizes for doubting byleth wow and he says something along the lines of are you satisfied with knowing nothing about yourself i think it's about time that you like learned the truth about yourself okay and i was like i'm listening yeah um but then <laughs> but then he doesn't actually say anything he's just like I I promise I will help you someday learn oh, the truth. So I'm like all right, I guess I got to wait. But um that support in the context of this chapter I think is really interesting. Yeah. And um yeah. it was actually a good one to say for the end cuz it's a nice transition. Um sure. but yeah, I I'm very happy to be getting to know Dream Daddy Seth a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Um and I am excited for him to tell me what the fuck is going on in my life, because yeah. I certainly don't know anymore.
0: <laughs> it's interesting that you called Seteth Dream Daddy, because I think there's like a meta a meta narrative to playing Fire Emblem Three Houses, and it's just the longer you play, the hotter you think Seteth is.
1: Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> he is an objectively hot man with some unfortunate facial hair choices. I don't listen. They did him dirty with the chin strap. They did him dirty with the chin strap. And listen, if you're a chin, chin strap kind of person, I you know I don't begrudge you at all. It's not working for my man Seth. Um, maybe it's the fact that it's green and it just looks like he's like growing a garden there. I don't know. But if you remove that objectively <laughs> yeah. hot man, the circlet weirdly working for me.
0: The circlet's good. I'm into it.
1: Yeah, I love him. <laughs> love him. Very into it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Okay, I just have one more. I know you said that was a good uh, transition, but I do have one more. (laughs) That's not really a good transition, but it is such, such a good support in my eyes. Um, It's Edelgard and Dorothea's B support.
1: I'm very interested to hear about these two.
0: Yeah, uh, so, I mean... They pretty much, I mean, it's Dorothea being Dorothea. They just start immediately talking about romance and like romantic relationships and stuff. And Edelgard says she doesn't really have time, but that she's not uninterested in pursuing a romantic relationship. She just has, you know, other things on her mind. (laughs) Classic moment. career
1: girl classic girl boss
0: girl boss yeah and dorothea pretty much they, they go back and forth a little bit uh but basically dorothea says like you know it's just a matter of uh you just have to meet the right person and then you'll know that like you know you don't have to worry about your work all the time and you can wear you can you can think about this person and <laughs> she ends that thought with like me maybe uh to which i'm like okay and then edelgard's like oh you think I don't know. Maybe I'll think about it. Uh, which immediately has planted the seed in my mind of I'm gonna make these two women marry each other. Yes.
1: Welcome, uh, AJ, to the matchmaking part of the
0: game. Yeah. Um. Just a power couple. Absolutely. You know, just one wife singing operatically about her other wife's, uh, or her wife's, I don't know, bloody exploits. I guess. <laughs> um. You know what else? <laughs> what? What more could you want? Um, so I'm, I'm now on that. Train. I
1: love that so much. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I did double check. They do. They do uh, have an a support. And I believe that is the prerequisite for getting thought, them to. I think date. isn't
1: it an S that they need to to be. Uh, I don't think S is an
0: option for. I, I don't think S is an option for any of them. If, if I if I looked at the list, I don't think any of them had S's for me. But some of them definitely don't have A's. I think S might unlock at some point, but I think
1: yeah, S is only with Violet.
0: Okay. okay. Never
1: mind. Ignore me.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that that's the quest that I'm now on. Uh, besides, whatever the fuck is happening in this fucking story.
1: Fire Emblem romance. <sighs>
0: yes, Fire Emblem Three. Ha, nope, I tried. I really tried. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's fucking. I guess let's let's get into Let's it. go to this chapter.
1: Rolling up the sleeves.
0: Um, I just wanted to start by saying <laughs> you learned a thing at the beginning of the last chat. I, maybe we yeah. oh. we will. I, we can
1: circle back on that when we get there. And yeah, OK, fine,
0: yeah. fine, 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 OK. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, do you want to take it away? I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, at the
1: beginning of this chapter, we get a scene uh, between Setteth and Rhea where Sedith, Asks Rhea what she's hiding. He he suspects that she has some understanding of why Biolith's appearance has changed so drastically. Mm. Um, and she's like, "No, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, you know, everything will become clear at the end of the month when we do this ceremony." Yeah. And Sedith is like, "Well, listen. I read Gerald's diary. I found it in his room. He explained why he left." He explained that the baby that we thought died in the fire is in fact Byleth. And he realized you had done something to the child and decided to flee. He asks, what did you do to that baby, Rhea? Nothing questionable, I hope. (laughs) And she's basically just like, fuck off. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I'll take the the professor to the holy tomb at the end of this month. And there I should be able to see our dearest wishes come to fruition.
0: Hmm? Mm Hmm? Cool.
1: And uh, this ends with her saying, when I was young, I heard her voice there. I'm sure of it. Okay. Whatever that means. Um, (laughs) So Byleth arrives and Rhea sort of explains again, the conceit of this whole month. We're going to go to the Holy tomb where Rhea suspects Byleth will receive a divine revelation from the goddess. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's where Saros received her revelation. um, And was told that it was her sacred duty to save the people of Foldland. Yeah. Um, and this is so interesting. She says, you can share this mission with, with your students. When Saros went there, she had holy knights with her. And so you should have your holy knights with you, who are basically your war children. Yeah. Um, and Definitely uh, not a weird message to send. Yeah. It, what is so interesting to me about this chapter and the lead up to it, first of all, it builds the tension just beautifully. But mm-hmm. um, it's like... <laughs> maybe it's just sort of because of the conceit of of how this game works or it's like at the end of the month there's always a battle but it's like right. we're supposed we're ostensibly just going to the tomb for this holy ritual but everybody is like anticipating something's going to go wrong Yeah, everyone is gearing themselves up for a fight. And it's Mm -hmm. just so I don't know. It's sort of fascinating to me why everyone seems to think that shit's going to go down when supposedly this is supposed to be just like me having a, you know, a Zoom call with the goddess.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, especially it seems like there's a lot of people who didn't even know that there was a tomb below the Mm -hmm. monastery. There's so many people are like, holy tomb. What are you talking about? It's just like so <laughs> weird, but it's like, yeah, we're doing this thing now. And everybody's like, oh, I don't know what this is, but OK. And then I don't know. It It's just it, it goes along with the theme of never asking any follow up questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just like everyone's like, OK, sure. Yeah, we're doing this, I guess. Yeah. Just accepting um, everything at face value. Yeah. And then we, for some reason, have to wait one month to do the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so so, yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, do you want to get into the monastery stuff or do you have? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So immediately, as soon as this chapter starts,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you get you're, you're in your room as you usually are. But you get a little thought bubble from Byleth says, I can't hear Sothis's voice anymore.
1: That hit me like Fuck. a ton
0: of bricks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was really. And like looking Ugh. in the room and realizing she wasn't there. It was it was like really an emotional hit. It's um, a lot. Which I think is, like, it says a lot about this game, that like, (laughs) I don't even think I've realized I cared about Sothis that much, and then all of a sudden she's gone, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. My little little brain elf is gone.
0: Yeah, well, it's, like, the one... Sothis really is, like, the only person who, like, truly gets you, I guess. Because you're inhabiting the same body and, like, mind and stuff. But she was, like, a confidant, I guess. It's like, hey, this is weird, right? And she's like, yeah, definitely. But now... I don't know. I mean, it's 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 time to move on, I guess. It's yeah. time to stand, you know. Well, and
1: it's like there's a part of it that's like, well, she's still here technically, but mm-hmm. she's gone. I don't know. It's,
0: it's very bittersweet. Yeah. If, if you kind of read into it, it's like honestly like a really nice, uh, uh, I guess, allegory for like grief. Yeah, you it know? is. Like you can't actually talk to this person anymore you know whoever you lost or whatever but they're like you know they're a part of you and mm-hmm. maybe your physical appearance doesn't completely change and you turn into a green <laughs> person but uh you know it's it's great among yeah. us hasn't had
1: our hair turn green after a great loss
0: <laughs> i know i have um <laughs> yeah so then we're running around the monastery yeah
1: um, there's some really interesting dialogue throughout the monastery this month everybody kind of has something to say about the change in appearance and some are just like wow yeah. it's incredible and some are like I'm very suspicious of this. Yeah. Um, so just some examples that I thought were, were kind of poignant. Leonie says, don't lose sight of who you are. However you may change. You're still the same person. Yeah. Which is just such a nice thing to say. I, she's really growing on me. Um, yeah.
0: I've I yeah. now started the process. Well, I'm probably too late, but I've started the process of trying to recruit Leonie. Oh. Um, just cause it felt, it felt right. But I, I figured that it was not doable, but you know, one last death throw, like, hey, maybe
1: it's. I think you're gonna be too late, my friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I maybe. played a little bit of Chapter Twelve. Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll save that for next week. Uh, Dorothea says something along the lines of, "It seems like ever since this has happened, you've been kind of distant. It's almost like you're like separate from other people, and you don't even yeah. have any interest in in connecting, which is really sad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think also." Rumors are starting to spread of the tension between Sedith and Rhea. Flaine mentions it. Another student says they overheard them arguing. So we sort of see that unraveling a bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Manuela, uh, <laughs> just like apropos of nothing, is like, huh, isn't it weird that the monastery was placed right in the middle of the Empire Kingdom and Alliance? even Uh, though it was established years before they were formed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What an interesting thought, Manuela. What an interesting thing to say. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking Jesus. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know though. It was still a continent, right? Like you can still find the center of a continent, right? It's pretty much in the middle. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. That's a fair point. Let me just find a map, make sure I'm not telling tales out of school it's basically the very center of the continent it's not yeah. that much of a stretch
1: it is not that much of a stretch but she's not wrong she's not wrong it's
0: weird yeah yeah i guess to be fair there are outlying like there's a place across the mountains there's a place to the north of fergus uh and Garrick is just smack in the middle mm-hmm. of the three of them but whatever that's neither here nor there i guess for now for now <laughs> <laughs> uh Okay, I have. Should I finish you, you,
1: my thoughts so yeah? You can I was about to say, say if thing. you have more things to say
0: about the the monastery, <laughs> I think you just get through all of your stuff because I have one huge thing that yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, I got a
1: I got a message from AJ at some point hmm. this week that was like, "Uh, something just happened." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but but finish up your thoughts sure. on on, the, on your monastery sure. stuff, please.
1: Maybe relevant to that, someone mentions that Adelgard and Hubert have seen have seemed busier than usual. Yeah, they have been coming and going out of the monastery. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> uh, and uh, turning the focus now to my my dear Blue Lions, Felix. Uh, His dialogue this month is, you need to do something about Dimitri. He's losing his grip. He's getting sloppy with his swordplay. At this rate, he's going to get himself killed. Yeah. This line was fascinating to me. Oh, okay. Because of... That last thing he said, he's going to get himself killed.
0: Mm. You do care, Felix. Oh, yeah. He yeah. does
1: care. Um, <laughs> I, that was uh just, just delicious to me. Like, he could have said, like, you know, he's going to hurt someone. He, mm. he's, but it, the thing that he chose to say is he's going to get himself killed.
0: Yeah. He, he could even say he's going to get us killed. Yeah. Which is, which is more you selfish. You do but care. Yeah. He does You care. little
1: shithead. I thought that was yeah. adorable. Yeah. And then uh I had a diet. The dialogue with Dudu and Dimitri. Yes. Dudu's like, hey, uh, his highness really needs to rest. Can mm-hmm. you tell him to please like, take a nap? Yeah. And Dmitri's like, I'm fine. I just have a headache and I haven't been sleeping that well. But even if I tried to sleep, I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> no <laughs> big deal. I'm like, like a, This is going to go great.
0: It's very could a depressed person make this energy. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, it's Dimitri's not doing very well. And I imagine you, you see way more of that than I do.
1: <laughs> oh, AJ. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Woof.
1: So, yeah, the things are not going well, but I will say that you get the option of being like, oh, I'm sure Dimitri is fine or whatever. Or you can say, Dimitri, why don't you go to sleep? Um. And if you I picked the latter and uh, my support level with to do. <laughs> <Which is laughs> yeah, cute.
0: me too. Yeah.
1: Um, and yeah, that's really all I have uh, for the monastery. So uh, why don't we? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So before I get to my my actual monastery thing, I wanted to talk about Shamir's conversation this month is really funny because she's just talking about like, if if I read it correctly, I might have just skimmed it wrong, but I'm pretty sure Shamir's like, hey, you know, I'm from Dagda and I've only been in Foldland for a little while. Why the fuck are there so many monsters here? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have so many fucking monsters? It's very funny. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. Uh, and then this thing that happens is something that I has been foreshadowed to me for a while, including uh, in our conversation with Alana, uh, mm-hmm. who, who who told me to make sure that my relationship with Edelgard is uh, stable, I guess, and good. I went to talk to Edelgard this month and instead of the regular like zoom in and we get the text bubble, it faded to black for a second. I was like, oh, OK. And then we came back and it was the, the text bubble. And she pretty much at that moment uh, basically tells me like, hey, um, I have to go to the Empire for something. Will you come with me? Uh, at which point a, um, a text box pops up That says, this decision will change the story (laughs) drastically. (laughs) Drastically. Uh, Yeah, so it's either I will go, and and it's not even like the regular, um, not animation, but just like the way that it looks is Mm -hmm. like totally like... The coloring is all different and it's like oh, very wow. like, yeah, yeah, it's very gold and maroon. Yeah, very it's like black eagles adjacent flashing like, hey. lights. And <laughs> then even when I so the options are I'll go with you or I must stay. So obviously I chose I'll go with you because even though I was only barely halfway through my monastery time this month, I was like, well, I can't deny this because I I AJ am semi aware of what this choice means. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'll go with you. And then I made that choice and, and a, another dialogue box popped up. It's like, are you sure about this decision? And yes or no? <laughs> I was like, okay, I get Holy it. It's shit. an important, it's an important decision. Yeah. Uh, and I said, yes. And then immediately um, we fade to black and we come back from black at the Adrestian Empire. Oh, wow. In the throne room of the Adrestian Empire where we see Edelgard's father, Emperor von Hresvelg sitting on the throne and he's basically like he basically edelgard needed me to come be a witness for her crowning as the new emperor of the ordestine empire wow uh so,
1: i mean i knew i knew that this happened <laughs> yeah i find out at the end of the chapter but yeah oh
0: my God. so so this this happens uh and it's like a whole ceremony kind of thing um it is nuts. There's no like cutscene or anything, so it's not like visually nuts. It's just the conceit of it the whole time. I was like, "What? What? What? What?" <laughs> and, and and she gets crowned, and Ferdinand's dad shows up, <laughs> and it's like, uh, "Hey." your majesty, you're not like her dad is very sick and it's extremely apparent. He's like, he looks old and is like, uh, really like skinny. And he's like coughing the whole time. Uh, and Ferdinand's dad shows up. Who is this? Uh, he's just, he's not completely bald, but he has like the, the wraparound. He Mm -hmm. looks like George Costanza. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you took away george costanza's glasses and you gave him a little uh you gave him a little uh <laughs> okay. mustache yeah so that's a, that's a, that's the image i guess uh and it's basically hey you're not supposed to leave your 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 chambers like what are you doing out here and then sees Edelgard. and's it's like oh sorry i didn't you know i didn't think you were going to be here and Edelgard's like he calls her your highness and Edelgard's like, mm-mm. like it is no longer your highness it's now your majesty and oh my god <laughs> the Girl prime Girl minister boss. is like um okay <laughs> i guess so he he gets he gets a, a little indignant at first but then immediately realizes like i need to keep my cool or i'm going to be fucking murdered oh my god and then that's that. you know edelgard and her dad say their goodbyes and and that's fucking it she is the emperor now
1: can i ask a question sure did edelgard's father like was he all in on you know, given her passing yeah, the torch, this was
0: not this was not a a, a coerced uh, a promotion, I guess, to Emperor. He, he, Interesting. He seemed fully aware to me, just like very sick. Someone
1: and, told me something different.
0: Really, because even when he like crowns her, he's like, you know, I'm so proud of you, my child, and blah blah blah. Like, you know, I hope I'll get to see your your rise because he's like okay. on his deathbed. He like seems yeah. like he is about to die. Okay. So that's. That's pretty interesting. The thing you said, mm-hmm.
1: um, I'll I'll tell. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, so then we go back to the monastery, and and that took up a, a whole week. So I miss out on the instruction that weekend. Wow. Uh, or that week rather, and then uh, I come back at the next you know cycle of like monastery mm-hmm. battle or whatever. And she tells me like, hey, like, can you kind of keep this on the lowdown? Like, I'll be around, but like, don't tell anybody this happened. Hubert is gonna. He he still has some more stuff to see to at the, the mm-hmm. empire. So he's so when I do battles mm-hmm. this month, Hubert's not there because he is away at the empire doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, OK, I guess that's OK. Yeah. <laughs> so now I am now the teacher, the professor of the empire uh, or the professor of the emperor of the Adrestian Empire. Uh, Which is pretty interesting in my book. (laughs)
1: Yes, quite interesting indeed. Also, uh, many interesting revelations from this.
0: Yeah, for you. Yeah, Okay, I'm excited to hear your your half of this. Mm -hmm. And I think it's worth it's worth noting, uh, I guess, before we move on to the battle that uh, next month chapter twelve will mark a year that we've been at the monastery, so it will mark its its graduation next month. Yes. Um yes. so we are approaching the end of the school year and, and you know, whoever is a I guess senior or whatever, I don't really know how it works.
1: I I I was wondering it seems like this is just a one year program. It
0: kinda does, but like
1: Because all these kids are different ages but they're all in the yeah. same classes so i don't know that's true yeah Doesn't seem like and i guess you come back in another year
0: yeah I, I was just i guess monica was kind of throwing a, a wrench in that for me but i think that makes sense if she went missing before right. graduation
1: so she's like finishing out her her right and that's why theory, she's not basically. in the classes yeah that's why she's yeah. not in the
0: classes because she's already taken them all yeah uh, she just needs like that last month or whatever but she just needs to take the ap exam get the credit. just needs to take the exam <laughs> exactly exactly she's spending a lot of time recapping in the library all her mm-hmm. notes Um, and then, sorry, really quick. One last thing I want to talk about in the monastery. Fucking Mm -hmm. Hanuman. You go talk to Hanuman. Oh my
1: God, I forgot about this. Yeah. He's
0: like, oh, your hair changed. Like, there's definitely some interesting stuff going on with like your crests and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I would really love to learn more about it. Please get naked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, uh, no. It's like, well, I need to do like a full body yeah, physical. Yeah, he clarifies. Like, like oh, I need for a physical. It's like it's not weird that I want you naked. Come on,
1: sir. With all due respect, kindly get the fuck away from me. Right,
0: right. Is how I yeah. feel about that. Yeah, uh, and then uh, fucking we we move on to the holy tomb, and and that that's that that's the beginning <laughs> of the <Yeah>. battle scenes. <laughs> Here we
1: go. So. I don't know how it started for you. It started for me with kind of um, the pre-battle dialogue with the kids. Yes, yes. Um, Everybody is just like getting amped, basically. Um, Ingrid says something along the lines of that we need to make sure to protect Rhea. And Dimitri's like, I actually don't know if we need to do that. Um, She's pretty (laughs) capable. And her movements bring to mind a great warrior with an extensive military background interesting isn't that interesting mm-hmm. Felix says something along the lines of so there's not going to be a battle unless something goes terribly wrong how boring <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
1: love this little freak oh another interesting thing that happens Annette thinks Flaine has something on her mind she's like oh Flaine, do you have you know something on your mind right now and Flain's like who me no uh <laughs> but may we all see this through to the end yeah <laughs> um <laughs> okay And yeah, we get a little more to do worrying about Dimitri and Dimitri being like, it's fine. I just haven't slept in, you know, 48 hours and I have a pounding headache, but let's focus on the (laughs) mission. I'm good. I'm good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I pretty much show up uh, and we have this little pre-battle meeting, I guess, with Rhea and Edelgard says to think there was such a vast space beneath the monastery all this time. It's hard to imagine any of these enormous contraptions are of this world. Uh, Some more some more implications that. Uh, i don't know aliens or something it's weird um and then that's that's pretty much it like nobody else really talks uh more or less uh like when while we're in the holy tomb and let me just i'm just double checking to make sure yeah that that's the only pre-battle scene for that Um, oh okay oh sorry i do actually i have a pre i have a scene before that that is just with edelgard um and she basically thanks me for like you know seeing her off to be the emperor. And and she says, it's time to grasp my destiny. Oh boy. And you know, she says after, after the Holy tomb and everything, I have to go back and I have to like actually be coronated as the emperor. So, you know, after, after this Holy tomb stuff, like I'll be there. So <laughs> just to be cool with that. And then, <laughs> and then graduation. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well everyone's waiting for us. Let's, let's head mm-hmm. back to the Holy tomb. And then right. you know, we, we get the whole thing and that's, that's it. There's, there's no other, like no other students say anything. Okay. Uh, until until the actual battle starts.
1: Okay. Why don't I share yes, how we please. lead into that? Yes, and then I'm very...
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this will be good. I think this will be good because I think you'll have more. Than I expect
1: me. <laughs> there's gonna be some overlap and then it's gonna diverge wildly. Yes. Um, so <laughs> we arrive at the the tomb and Rhea explains, you know, this is where the goddess was laid to rest along with her children, which is interesting to me because I didn't know goddesses could die. Um <laughs> so and she says, Oh, here's this is the throne that the goddess Sothis used to sit on. And it's literally Sothis's throne it's that we've throne, seen in yeah. our heads all this time I got chills at this moment me too um, it was
0: i took a screenshot and i just have sta- I've, i'm staring at it right now it's yeah. so it's just I- incredible imagery yeah it's, it's so good
1: it yeah it's great and she asks if you recognize it you can lie to her but and i at this moment this felt so important that i looked it up but really all it does is affect uh your um support level with her
0: yeah i didn't lie um, but I, yeah.
1: so I, I was just like yeah i i recognize it and my support with her went up and she says i've waited so long for this day why don't you go sit on the throne and you'll get a revelation and byleth <laughs> does that and nothing happens
0: yeah Then what happens? So Rhea says,
1: it was supposed to be but a step away. What could possibly be missing?
0: Uh And then what happens?
1: (laughs) And then the Flame Emperor shows up with the Imperial army.
0: Okay. Continue. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Uh, Everybody's sort of like, oh my gosh, Uh, except for Felix, who goes, the Flame Emperor is connected to the Empire. What do you know?
0: <laughs> which very <laughs> Oh, man. What
1: I, we can talk about this in more depth later, but I owe this game an apology about uh, leaving breadcrumbs and that yeah. seems so obvious, which like, whatever. I'll, <laughs> I'll get on uh, my soapbox later. Um, yeah. The Flame Emperor says, this tomb contains the power to rule all of Fodlin, And Dimitri says, and to obtain that power, you'll trample anyone in your way, just like you did in Dusker. The Flame Emperor claims that they had nothing to do with that and then addresses the soldiers with them, says, retrieve the Crest Stones. You know, if you have to kill to get them, do it. Um, And these Crest Stones are, as far as I'm aware, literally in graves. Yeah. So they're they're just straight up grave robbing.
0: Yeah. They're like buried with the children, it seems, or
1: Uh, people are. Yeah. And then we launch into the actual battle. Wow. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, I guess we don't I because I, we had been texting about the order that yeah. we wanted to do this stuff in. And I was worried about like dramatic tension holding up throughout the episode. But like if you want the actual story, dramatic tension, like play the video game, uh, because I'm about to just like suck it out of the room, I think, uh, <laughs> because I'm sitting on the throne. Nothing yeah. happens. She says it was supposed to be a step away. And then Edelgard says, stop right there. And then we see Edelgard and Hubert with the Imperial Army. Uh, and this man named Metaday is there. Yeah. Uh, and basically he speaks, you know, and says, don't move. Thank you for guiding us here. You know, everybody in in the, the class is like confused about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then Ferdinand says, wait, does he work for the Flame Emperor? And Edelgard says, yes. In fact, I gave the order. I am the Flame Emperor. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, which caused me to start screaming at my switch at that moment. <laughs> And it was at this point where I had about, I I didn't know it at the time, but I had about 15 or 20 minutes, maybe even less before my guests arrived. (laughs) So (laughs) my heart rate rate was was risen, spiked, if you will. Uh, yeah. right before I had people come over uh, so that was exciting and then uh Hubert says I guess that's the end of play at school Lady Edelgard I mean oh your God. Majesty and then the metaday says get to work the crest belong to us take the bones too <laughs> for some reason Metaday is extremely he's he's uh what's the what's the word I want I don't know he's gross I guess it's <laughs> like a dirty he's person. A creep <laughs> he's a creep I couldn't think of the word fucking creep he is like the creepiest man that we've been introduced to do this. For. That's
1: saying a lot stand, saying when a
0: he's standing lot. right next to Hubert. <laughs> right. Hubert is creepy in like a kind of like, silly way endearing.
1: Yeah, like the way that like a spooky Halloween skeleton is creepy. Yes.
0: Yes, we've said I've said it before, but Hubert is like exactly modeled after just like a snake. Like if you took a, 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 the face of a snake and made it into a human like it's God, just it's right. it's cartoonish and it's a little like, "Oh, look, he's like silly, he's evil. Like, ooh, I'm evil." Uh where metaday is just like take their fucking bones. Like, "Okay, mm. Mr. Edge Lord over here, we don't need to get he's gonna so make a fucking dark about it." Yeah. <laughs>
1: saying that but also
0: no, it's I good don't. it's good if you use code asynchronous at the checkout for your <laughs> god bone broth you can um <laughs> uh yeah and then lady rea obviously is you know not very pleased about it then then we we kind of start going into the battle and, and mm-hmm. Rhea's like hey destroy these villainous traitors and everybody in the the house is like hey what the fuck yeah. Uh, like they I'm all so have. i so curious about this. It, Kas- well, they they all have like the, the you know, everybody has a few facial, uh, I guess, drawings for for when you're talking to them. And they're all like the what? Like they're all like <laughs> the really sad one. Yeah. when they're talking about sad stuff. And Caspar's like, wait, what is it? What's the meaning of this, Edelgard? And Petra says, you made use of us. Why? And then uh, apologizes. Uh, Edelgard says, I'm sorry, my teacher. I cut this path and now I must follow it. My friends, I ask all of you stay back. It is not my intention to fight you. By order of the Adrestian Emperor, Edelgard mm-hmm. von Hresve. I command you to collect the crest stones. If anyone attempts to stop us, kill them.
1: Oh my God.
0: And then the battle begins.
1: I thought uh, we were friends.
0: Yeah. The battle starts and Rea says, I will not allow such violence from the empire. Strike down the rebels and protect the Holy tomb. And then, and then, then we're, then we're there.
1: Yeah. We do the damn thing. Um, who do you fight on behalf of in this AJ? As uh,
0: I, I am on Rea's side at this point. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, uh, Edelgard is on the opposite side of the map on that, like, raised area. I imagine for you it's the Flame Emperor on that raised area. Mm -hmm. But she's, like, in the the Flame Emperor garb without the mask on. So there's, like, the red feathers and stuff. It's pretty sick, The Flame Emperor
1: wears the mask uh, at this point. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing really interesting happens during the battle until we, you know, strike the final blow on the Flame Emperor. Mm. And then shit gets wild. I don't know if you have Mm. anything else before... Um let me get to that.
0: <laughs> just one more thing about Meta day. Um when you go to fight him, he has just the worst face I've ever seen and I don't know. <laughs> it's just Can you see that? <laughs> it's it's so yeah. fucking rough. I'll I'll yeah. I'll upload the screenshot, but he says I- I'm told it's fine to kill those who resist. Now then, how shall I cook you? And
1: Ew. It's like, oh my hey. god, he really to make a broth, <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to make fucking bone broth. That was a gross joke that I made, but it was rooted in reality.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is partly why I said that playing this chapter last night set me up for watching Silence of the oh Lambs. Oh my god, morning. it
1: sure <laughs> did, didn't it?
0: Because <laughs> Metaday is pretty much just Hannibal Lecter, um, <laughs> minus any any endearing. Uh, he's gonna cook these
1: bones with uh, some fava beans and a nice tea. Yeah, and a nice keuntie.
0: Um, it's terrible, gross. But yeah, so so I was really, like, you know, because I... Edelgard is still my girl, you yeah. know. I made those the choices to, like, go with her to the Empire and see her promoted or whatever. Um, but I still had to do the whole battle. And I had tried, like, oh, maybe I can... <laughs> Take the creststones on her behalf or something, <laughs> um, and that didn't work. So I had to do the whole thing, and then I imagine we get. Well, I actually, I imagine your cutscene is probably more interesting than mine.
1: My cutscene was fucking actually, wild, AJ. I cu- I couldn't stop thinking about it <laughs> the next day. I okay. almost, I almost wonder. Um, we can cut this discussion out, but mm. I almost wonder if it makes sense for us to live
0: react to each other's cutscenes. I don't know. If you should watch mine. (laughs) Okay. Because I learned some things about Lady Rhea. Okay. And I don't, I I don't know if you know what it is. Probably not. Yeah, that was, so I sent Kim a few voice memos last night. (laughs) And the second one. Yeah, I'll pop, I'll I'll pop them in here. So this, this first one was when, when Edelgard revealed herself to be the flame Mm -hmm. emperor. So that'll be this one. I'm fucking speechless. I just started the cutscene and I just, I don't know what you saw. So I'm just going to send you this really loud uh, voice message because fuck me.
1: What I think is so funny about this reaction, AJ, I don't want to put you on blast, but you had a guess about who the Flame Emperor was going to (laughs) be.
0: It wasn't a real guess, okay? It was just like... You sounded very serious when you asked me. Okay, all right. I so, thought the Flame Emperor was Glenn, okay? I don't know. I thought maybe that was a possibility.
1: <laughs> it was chapter said, I refused to reveal what I knew. And oh. AJ, after we stopped recording, is just like, is the Flame Emperor Glenn? And, like, I was so happy in that moment because I knew <laughs> that meant that you didn't know and that you were going to get, like, a real, like like yeah. honest to God reaction. And I, I, it just
0: delights me. And I'm so glad that you recorded it in a voice memo that now everyone can I, hear. I tried to type a message to you at first, uh, that said, I want to talk now because I was ready to and it was th- in that moment, record the podcast. <laughs> but I, the, the message I typed instead was <laughs> hold on. Wow. There's, I texted you a lot last night. Sorry. Um, is I wouldn't to slack Iggy now. I, I just, um, yeah yeah a lot of so, all caps a lot of all caps i i well and then my guests arrived and i had to <laughs> i had to do you know a house i had to host uh, some people uh which was just an experience with that yeah that kind of head the whole time yeah but i I, okay. I truly don't know if if you should watch my cutscene
1: that makes sense i think maybe you should watch mine
0: okay Okay, uh, let me pull
1: And we it. can get your live reaction and then I can explain for listeners what it is that you've seen. Um, yeah. because the this scene is so... I mean, it's just so, it's a lot.
0: Yeah Yeah Oh God. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> and then that just goes right back to the ballot. You protected all the crust stones. What yeah. the fuck?
1: Yeah. Holy shit! Okay, so that was worth doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I spent. Oh my god!
1: Yeah, so I will now explain what it is that AJ just watched.
0: I'm gonna puke! <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, after you, when you do the Blue Lions run, after you deal the final blow on the Flame Emperor, we see a cut scene. Uh, the Flame Emperor's mask has been knocked off of their face and we now see that it's Edelgard. I'm going to pause right here to explain how I knew about this at the beginning of Chapter 10. Yes. So recall that during the... Uh, ball Mm -hmm. there is a moment where byleth speaks with dimitri and dimitri explains how he knew edelgard before they came to garrick mock and how when she left the kingdom where she was in quote-unquote exile (laughs) um he gave her a dagger at the beginning of chapter 10 We then Uh, eavesdrop on the Flame Emperor and the baddies who killed Geralt and who also admit to having something to do with the tragedy of Dusker. And they sort of realize they're being watched and teleport out of there. But the Flame Emperor drops something. It's the dagger. And in that moment... um, Dimitri just says, Oh, it's a dagger. Wait a minute. No, this can't be like, it doesn't actually tell you, but it's so (laughs) that conversation with him about him giving that dagger to Edelgard Uh is so recent in time that Uh the game is basically telling, like, I don't even think it's trying to, to pretend that you might not know in this moment. Um, but it seems like Dimitri is just sort of like still in disbelief about it. Um, sure. And so, (sighs) Cut now back to the end of this battle in chapter 11. Um, finally having realized that the flame Emperor is in fact Edelgard, Dimitri snaps. Mm-hmm. He starts laughing uncontrollably. He gets this kind of wild look in his eyes and he's like, I'm, I'm going to have your head for this. Um, yeah. And he, he like, barrels forward. Byleth tries to stop him and he just pushes them away. Sorry. Can Um, I just
0: read the direct quote of of what he says? Yeah. He says, I'm going to take your head and hang it from the gates of Enbar. And then he charges.
1: Enbar is the Empire capital.
0: Capital. Yeah.
1: So yeah, he charges forward. He attacks her guards. He takes out a bunch of them with his lance and then throws the lance at Edelgard. Very narrowly misses her. (sighs) There are more guards coming at him who he just, he goes at them with his bare hands, Mm -hmm. absolutely wrecks them. Finally, it's down to one and he just grabs them by their face. And we get a close up of Dimitri's face. He's splattered with blood. Mm -hmm. Um, We hear sort of off off screen what sounds like him like just snapping the dude's neck like it's nothing with one hand. And Dimitri smiles. And that is that cut scene. And I like, first of all, his voice haunting. actor it's haunting, the voice actor fucking earned his paycheck. oh my yeah. god it was it, it was a really um really well acted and yeah, i could I spent the next day, I couldn't stop thinking about it like i it, it was genuinely affecting
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> which is just a testament to how well done this is. So after that cut scene, we get some dialogue between the two and he asks her why she did this, why she killed her own mother in, you know, the tragedy of Dusker. And she again says, I, I had nothing to do with that. Mm. Um, two more guards rush in and uh, distract him, basically. And while, you know, while he's distracted, Hubert teleports in and then teleports her back out. And Dimitri is like. I'm going to kill her myself. I Mm -hmm. like that is my goal. And Rhea basically says something along the lines of like, wicked girl, you can run, but like, we'll find you and punish you. And all (laughs) of the sinister things she likes to say. Sure. So that is the end of the scene in the, in the Holy tomb. There's another scene, the blue lions classroom that follows, but I want to make sure we finish out anything that
0: happened on your end. I am honest. I that cutscene was f- fucking I, it's affecting, like, I am affected, <laughs> I have been affected. Uh, I can't believe that. Uh, I had seen gifts of Dimitri's like wild laughter, mm-hmm. and I assumed that that had happened here, yeah. Uh, but. It was way beyond what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, what follows is uh,
1: even more. I mean, that that alone is like very disturbing to see. Just to see, yeah, because he's so straight laced and buttoned up throughout all of this game, and then all of a sudden he is just yeah unleashed.
0: Yeah, well, in my head it was like that laugh happened, and then he like crumbles, and Edelgard gets away or something. But man. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it could have gone two ways. It could have gone the crumble way, but it went the other way. Yeah. And did it ever go the other way? Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Jeez. Okay. Okay. Uh, I've
1: ruined AJ's already difficult Saturday. <laughs> no, it's,
0: it's good. It's really good. This game is extremely good. Uh, yeah. I, wish I, got a cu- I wish I got a cut. I wish I got a cut after this, but I didn't. Uh, oh, wow. The battle ended. I defeated Aelgard. She says, professor, I will make no excuses. Thank you for all that you did for me. In truth. No, let's leave it at that. Uh, and then we we fade to the, this next cutscene. And it's just, it's Byleth uh, uh, and Rhea talking to Edelgard. Rhea says, you've disappointed me um, to think a, a descendant of House Tresvelg would dare betray the church. And then, you know, uh, and then Ray's like, hey, kill her. Like, oh we God. can't have, uh, she is a danger to all of Foldlin. Such a rebellious heart cannot be allowed to keep beating. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and the, oh, it's the, not like
1: we can't let this this girl like become an emperor. It's like we have to no. fucking destroy her. Yeah. Remove her from the planet.
0: Yeah. Uh, and the options are again. I get the this decision will drastically change the story. <laughs> yeah. And I have my oh options my are I must kill Edelgard or I must protect Adelgard. Wow. Uh, and if you've been listening to this podcast, my answer is obvious. I chose I must protect Adelgard, uh, which then, basically, Byleth just walks over to Edelgard. Reyes says, how dare you? Uh, Edelgard's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Like, And then starts to, to ask, like, are you certain? And then, like, cuts herself off. It's like, no, we can't have that discussion now. We have to go. And similarly to how Hubert just, like, shows up and takes Edelgard away, <laughs> mm-hmm. Hubert shows up, just shows up behind Edelgard and Byleth uh, and says, words cannot properly express my gratitude, Professor. <laughs> And then uh, Rhea is obviously not very happy about this. Says, so this is the choice you have made. You are just another failure. Your presence soils this holy tomb. Oh, man. I, I'm really I don't, not sure. I yeah. don't.
1: Here's the thing. I have no love for Rhea. So it, I I don't like. I don't know. I just think I, this. I'll, I'll leave it to you if it's big yeah. enough that it's that you're like, no, you should learn this yourself. But I. I don't necessarily care about getting spoiled because I fucking yeah. hate this bitch already. So,
0: yeah, I think, okay, here's what it is I'll read her dialogue, but there is a thing <laughs> that happens that I just cannot prepare you for. Okay. Um, so, so, okay, so here's her, her dialogue for this Your presence soils this holy tomb and disgraces my brethren. Uh, I will not allow one who would lend our enemy's strength to wield the power of the goddess Sothis. I have passed judgment. And now I shall rip your chest open and take back your heart myself back. Yeah. (laughs) And then a couple of things happen. (laughs) And Hubert says, there is no time, your majesty professor. We must escape while we can. And we do.
1: (laughs) What the fuck?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I, I think that's a, that that's a good enough
1: back your heart.
0: Yeah. There's a lot in that statement. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like I need to go lay down. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> wild. Yeah. Sorry,
0: um, screaming into the microphone. No, you're good. You have that, that automatic clip guard. That's the voice, right. Raya, the a
1: wave three. Just kidding.
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> the, the look that Raya has on her face was, says you're just another failure. She like tilts her head back and like looks down at you. It's it's Ugh. honestly really menacing. Um, it's it's rough.
1: Yeah, I don't love that. I'm like aligned with. Her. Then yeah. again, I don't know that I would want to be aligned with Edelgard either,
0: but yeah. so. so uh, <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I have to imagine that the thing that happens next for you probably is also something that I saw, but I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> is it a, a cut to Edelgard um, addressing the Imperial Army? <laughs> Or do you have something before that?
0: I do have something before that. Yes.
1: Okay. So do I.
0: Okay. Uh, so, so you go then. Cause I just, I just did my whole rare thing. So.
1: Okay. So back at the blue lions classroom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. That sentence alone was enough. to not let me spit my coffee out.
1: Uh, Felix is doing his victory lap uh, <sighs> saying his, I told you so's. He's <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, I told you Dimitri was a monster. And now look what happened. Jesus. Um, and everybody's like, yeah, okay, clearly he is troubled, but like there is something about this story that we don't know. Yeah, You know, Sylvain's like, yeah, I knew that he was like carrying the weight of, of what he saw in Dusker, but, you know, it, it feels like there's information that we're missing. Um, Mercy is the one who points out that he didn't, you know, he didn't lose control of himself until Edelgard was unmasked. Sure um so uh, you know everybody's like oh fuck um but nobody uh, everyone feels like there's a part of the story that we don't have yet sure also it's funny ash goes maybe there was a connection between those two and it's like oh i already knew about that ash like (laughs) oh old old news (laughs) buddy dude um (laughs) uh but yeah i guess uh, dimitri told me to keep that a secret so they they clearly don't know
0: and to be clear i don't either yet really
1: yeah, that's true. And I don't know
0: if I would ever find out.
1: Yeah. But yeah, that's that that's all that I get before before the next thing.
0: Yeah. Okay, so this is now the beginning of chapter 12 we're talking about pretty much, right? This for me happened
1: at the end of chapter 11, although oh, okay. I I did play the beginning of chapter 12 and actually Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is this is typically how we do it anyway. We because we, yeah. the beginnings of the, the following chapters are more or less wrap ups of right. and introductions right. to the next chapter. So it's kind of like eleven A or eleven B, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so for me, I get the the Edelgard Raya. I take Edelgard's side, and then we get uh, the introduction to chapter twelve. Mm-hmm. So the uh, tapestry here uh, uh, for the month of the Lone Moon talks about. A new year comes. Everybody recalls sad partings and new acquaintances, but each person must still walk their chosen path alone. Which, yeah, you know, <laughs> no matter who you align yourself with, you still have to kind of look out for yourself. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then I get basically my, like, house's reaction to, like, what the fuck is happening. <laughs> and uh, we are in this, like, a provisional camp of the Empire. Oh so I'm just in some, like, random dark like gray bricked uh, annex i guess uh and that's where i guess this monastery scene will take place for me and uh it talks to the house and it's like i just want to make sure that before we go any further like are you certain that you wish to join us uh, as expected flane has chosen to leave our ranks so i don't have flane anymore so it's a good thing i didn't make her my dancer oh yeah um and then it pretty much goes through everybody. And Caspar's like, well, when I saw a professor running, I just ran as fast as I could to catch up. And Petra immediately is like, Caspar, death finds those who run without thinking. You gave no thought. And then uh, talks about her grandfather was the leader of Brigid. Uh, and he hopes for us. Uh, she hopes for, I hope for us to be allies with the empire. I will be staying. Bricknett says, was this a good idea? Did I make the right choice? Oh, but my family is part of the empire and our professor is here. Uh, and it pretty much just, and you know, Caspar's like, you're fine. Though it's certain, though it's true, certain houses were against the imperial princess, to which Ferdinand says, I assume you're referring to my family. Uh, I must believe that the conclusion I came to was the correct one. You are the emperor now. I am the only one left who is qualified to guide you at this point. Uh, Linhart says he's only here because (laughs) it would be troublesome to stand against her. Dorothea is, you know, always uh, going to stand by her future wife. I don't have any territory to, ho- to offer, so maybe Hubie might not even want me here. <laughs> and Hubert says, uh, the greater our numbers, the better. Your reasons for being here are of no consequence. I'm. Is Felix mm. there? Felix is not there. None of my recruits are there. I assume I they will be. I really, I honestly, I have no idea what, what yeah, happens. Yeah, because I'm, I'm
1: so curious about... <laughs>
0: Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I I played the intro and I did a couple of conversations uh, with Edelgard and Hubert in the beginning of chapter twelve, but I have not done any more running around, so I don't know who's mm. there, who's not there, if it'll be addressed at all. But the only person I know for sure who is not there is Flaine. Right. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if everybody else ran back yeah. <laughs> to their house. I guess. So
1: I had a lot more happen at the end of chapter eleven. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Started. Yeah. So I got a scene. I was sh- sure that. You would have this here. There's a, a a scene at the Imperial Palace, which is Edelgard addressing the M- the Empire army and declaring war on the church. She says the leaders of the church have misused its creed to fulfill their true desire to rule the world. Um, they divided the empire to create a kingdom and then divided the kingdom to create the alliance, um, basically so that they would gain power themselves gathered gold and lived in extravagance uh, by preying on the devotion of those who wished for the goddess's salvation. Oh. So she's like, we're, we're going to tear this <laughs> tear this thing down. And then there's a cut scene with Setith, who's just like, I cannot believe this. He says, after you returned from the holy tomb, the Adrestian Empire declared war upon the church of Saros, as well as our allies. And this is why I asked you about... Whether uh Edelgard's father willingly ceded <laughs> the throne because sure. he says Edelgard demanded her own father relinquish the throne, then assumed the position of emperor
0: Ooh, we've yeah. got propaganda yeah <laughs>
1: um, oof, and then there's a there's another scene back in in the Blue Lions classroom where everybody's kind of like, "Oh, what the fuck? there's not a nothing like terribly important here but just everyone kind of uh stealing themselves for this uh, you know inevitable conflict and sort of saying we you know we kind of we need to get our ducks in the ro- in a row and get you know as much information as we can to mm-hmm. dos like we've We've got to go back to Ferdiad, which is the the capital of uh the kingdom. And mm. Dimitri is looking I, I think Dimitri doesn't say anything. It's just um the dialogue box just is just an yeah, ellipsis. That, that. Sure. Um and then yeah, we we transition into uh chapter 12, and I have mm. a, <laughs> a a debrief with Sedith and Reya. Um,
0: oh, this is so this, this is where the podcast is this gonna be interesting. Yeah,
1: this is where we're <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we just we learned that the Empire troops are marching toward the monastery. Um, it said they will join forces with Edelgard's army and arrive within two weeks. So said it's, it's like, all right, I got to start preparing our defenses. But two weeks is not a lot of time. We need to evacuate all of the nearby villages. And Ray is like, uh, you know, if if there if someone's going to invade the monastery, I'm going to have to Get out there and fight. Um, And she says, if anything happens to me, I am entrusting my sacred duties to you, which I have mixed feelings about.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I don't know. I'm trying to decide if I.
0: If you're deciding whether to keep stuff from me or not, I am definitely about to keep stuff from you. Okay, uh, let, let's let's so, make this
1: interesting. All right, okay. I'm not gonna tell you what she says to me.
0: But it's semi related to the the, yeah. the other. I mean, thing I that don't think that it's it's a surprise necessarily.
1: Sure. But um, okay, yeah, we'll just, uh, <laughs> keep that. And then yeah, I I went ahead and did some monastery stuff, but we can save that for the next episode. Sure.
0: Wow. Um, okay. So I never got that scene.
1: Of her declaring war?
0: Yeah, we are still in this Imperial Annex. Like, we haven't even made it back to the Empire yet. Um, at the beginning well, of Chapter 12. Well, I don't 12. think you're
1: going back. I think that, from what I hear, the Imperial Army is meeting you. and then Yes, you're actually, to me. yes, you're right,
0: you're <laughs> right, you're right. But, I, yeah, I don't get a scene of Edelgard talking to the Imperial Army. It's just talking to us as That's our as our house.
1: I mean, maybe maybe the reason why I get that scene and you don't is that for you her motivations are very clear by now whereas mm, if you're yeah. playing the blue lion's house you probably don't understand why she would be doing it. you know if you haven't been sitting for months talking about it with your podcast friend who is right. <laughs> playing the uh, black eagles run you probably right. don't know you know what her motivations are and that's probably the the purpose of that scene i would guess
0: right yeah no so i i don't get that at all but i do get like a whole. um You know, once everybody's like, yeah, I mean, I'm here, so I guess I'm with you. Uh, She gives this whole screed pretty much about, like, why the church is bad. And, you know, (laughs) she does say the words following me is akin to pointing a sword at the goddess herself. One misstep and we fall to ruin, which I thought was (laughs) fucking metal. Um, Yeah. uh, And just talks about how, like, the church has, you know, lied to their citizens and the nobility. Uh, They annihilate people who defy them. You've all seen it. I've lived it like You know, is there any doubt? You know, no, Uh, Says we fight for humanity for all of Fodlin. If you dare walk this path, take your first step. It's now or never. Thank you, my friends. We are the true face of the empire and we will triumph. And then I get a scene with uh, Edelgard and Hubert outside. Uh, just basically, you know, recapping everything that they have been talking about this whole game mm-hmm. <laughs> cryptically in their support scenes. It's just like, Edelgard's like, oh, I'm so glad that that's like finally done. And now we can just like, you know, we can just start war, whatever. And basically Hubert's, you know, just says like, you know, obviously I'm by, by your side forever. The uh, forces will be here in a few weeks. And then we go, Edelgard says, I have to go talk to the professor. And then we get a scene between uh, Byleth and Edelgard. And it just, she she kind of like confides confides in Byleth It's just like I'm uh, she says I'm anxious I feel like uh, it feels like the weight of this burden is crushing me at this very moment my orders we are starting a war so I mean it's kind of like I don't know she's aware of what she's doing and it's like dealing with the consequences of her actions I guess Uh, and it's just like coming to terms with like being the emperor and being the one who like has the final say in all these orders and stuff and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and I'm pretty much just like, Hey, like you chose this path, right? Like Mm -hmm. this is the choice you made. And she's like, yeah, you're right. There's no turning back. And then, uh, talks about like the sacrifices that need to be made and, and finally ends that thought with like, you like, are you sure that you want to stick with me? Uh, and my response is I chose this path too. no more this
1: decision will drastically alter no no no
0: more Yeah, yeah. yeah, no my game has already been drastically altered yeah um and she says i'm sorry it was a foolish question but uh she she goes back and talks to hubert uh with with byleth now and they talk about a manifesto hubert's like "The, the preparations on your manifesto are nearly done and basically this is honestly better than what i thought Was going to happen. I thought we were going to start the war, and then she was just going to be on an all-out, like, just like going to the kingdom and the alliance and just like burning everything down. But she's sending out a manifesto, or I don't know how. I guess (laughs) by (laughs) carrier pigeon or whatever (laughs) the fuck um, that basically like lays out what she had just told the the whole house of like you know the church is corrupt and all of this stuff and blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. If you should choose to join us, you know, come join Mm -hmm. us. If not, then we are at war with you. Which I thought was I I thought this was. better thought out than, than what I had been giving her credit for in mm-hmm. the previous episodes, but still, still a bloody war and it's going to be bad. But, uh, I do still think the like, Oh, well my way would be better. So I just have to kill everyone who disagrees with me is still like, the <laughs> underlying idea there, yeah. uh, which still isn't great. And then, uh, fucking hubert after after edelgard they talk about sending this out uh edelgard says you know some some nobles have already offered their support and hubert says yeah there are still other nobles who oppose the church we will condemn those who deserve condemnation and forgive those who deserve forgiveness we've already purged some of the imperial nobles who are morally rotten my father among them how unfortunate oh my god yeah.
1: Okay, I so I hear about since we're getting into it, um sure. I hear in chapter 12 that Hubert's father was assassinated. Mm. Yeah. I mean Dollars yeah. to Donuts he did that, right? Hubert
0: <laughs> absolutely killed his own dad. Yeah. Cuz the yeah. the face that he's giving here is just like the standard Hubert face. There's no like, you know, there's not like the sad eyebrows or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just like, "How unfortunate. <laughs> I had to kill my oh dad." Oh god. But hey, dad, you reap what you sow. You know, we, we got this whole uh, uh, support in the last episode. It's like my dad told me I had to protect Edelgard at all costs when I was six. And yeah. so now as a grown ass man, he's like, hey, <laughs> I have to protect Edelgard at all costs. Bye. You, you, told, you told me to. <laughs> you did. Yeah, I'm doing this for you, dad. <sighs> and then I get the option. It's it's pretty interesting. I get an option to say we are the imperial sword or we are the imperial shield and i say that we are the imperial shield because i don't know Mm -hmm. i don't want to be a sword it seems too i don't know that seems like i'm too on board with it (laughs) <laughs> i don't know at what to imperial, say to that in, sure <laughs> imperial shield to me implies that i i'm actually like i feel like we're protecting something imperial mm-hmm. sword to me feels like we are taking something down mm-hmm. uh and so i'd rather be protecting the imperial interests okay and <laughs> <than> stabbing <laughs> the rest of the empire i don't know whatever uh it's it's all tenuous at best it's like pretty pretty well uh, yeah yeah a wishy-washy um <sighs> uh that conversation Ends with with Edelgard being like, "Yeah, I'm look forward to fighting alongside you." And Hubert being like, "I really don't think you should do that." And Edelgard's like, "We've already talked about this. Shut up. I'm going to be fighting." And then fucking <laughs> this. <laughs> if this conversation had happened before my decision to either uh, join or or mm-hmm. defect from the church, I probably would have stayed with the church. <laughs> really? <laughs> Holy this, shit! Okay. This is like a half goof, but also maybe Edelgard says like, "Oh, we should name ourselves." like our unit something because we can't just be the black Eagles anymore because that's like the house name. That's not like, you know, the house from the, the whatever. So she says she, she pitches, how about the black Eagle strike force? (laughs) (laughs) Which sucks so bad. It's so dumb.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's really stupid. I thought that it was going to be like, (sighs) like evoking, I don't know, historical. um, Sure. Imagery with uh, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah,
1: uh, but that's um, yeah no that's just stupid.
0: <laughs> it's so dumb uh, and. <laughs> my my options are like oh yeah that sounds cool or isn't that a bit much and i chose isn't that a bit much <laughs> and our support goes down she says it seems we have differing tastes i suppose we'll have to agree to disagree
1: she's an emperor now aj you kind of have to lick her boots a little bit no
0: absolutely not <laughs> i will i will make my descent uh, my descendants known uh, mm. I, I i hate that name and it's bad and she's already said it to me twice in the, in our conversation at, when we get to the monastery. Oh, scene. so she's, she's just sticking with it. She is locked in and she is going to keep saying it. She's trying to make fetch happen. You know, Ouch. stop trying to make black Eagle strike force stop happen. Stop trying to
1: make black Eagle strike force happen.
0: <sighs> so oh. that's, that's my whole intro to chapter 12. Wow. And then I did, I did some of the, uh, I did some conversations in our, in our little monastery, but it's not a monastery. Like I said, it's like this gray square <laughs> of oh brick God. that we are, that we are, uh we are stuck in, I guess. So in two weeks, the, uh, uh, Imperial army will arrive and we begin Mm -hmm. our march to, uh, the monastery, uh, which is gonna be something. (laughs) Yep. Um, fucking. Yeah. And that's chapter 11, I guess. Oh my goodness.
1: (laughs) I like (laughs) it's, uh, I the deep sense of foreboding that I feel about this is truly a testament to how
0: effective this game is yeah Um, yeah uh uh, yeah i'm i'm worried (laughs) i'm worried
1: yeah but i did i did want to say i like i know i have clowned on this game before for being kind of unsubtle in the way that it weaves its mysteries um (laughs) you know for example the a flame situation. Sure. It's like, have you noticed that this child seems ancient? Oh, um, <laughs> but the the flame emperor reveal. They really give you the clues, but somehow I they do did not pick up on them until it was right in front of my face. Like, yeah, like emperor. <laughs> there is an empire.
0: Uh, fucking god, I still the didn't even make that, that connection.
1: I mean, I guess I wouldn't have known this, but you know, I knew it because you told me the fact that her crest is. The crest of flames. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. the the thing that they said, I'm trying to remember the exact language they use in that in that chapter 10 scene right before yeah, when, they like when, really put a fine point on it. They talk about yeah. like, oh, the flames in your blood or something like that. Mm, uh, um so yeah, they you know, they they do give you a lot of the signs, but it's definitely not in a hitting you over the head way the way mm-hmm. that it is with some of these other examples yeah and i almost wonder if that is intentional (laughs) yeah sorry go ahead
0: sorry i'm just looking at photos of the flame emperor now to see like how obvious Mm -hmm. it is based on the garb and it's it's not really it's just black and red which i guess is just like a medicine color in general um but the flame emperor does fight with a fucking axe uh which is (laughs) what i have edelgard fighting with but yeah that's funny whatever
1: Um. um But yeah, I, I it almost makes me think that that those clumsier examples, which are clearly at least appear to be kind of secondary to the story that they're telling, at least in this first part, um, it, it almost seems like they're meant to distract you or to be kind of red herrings um, where, you know, you get. <laughs> because this thing is it's like hitting you they're hitting you over the head with these these little quote-unquote mysteries you're paying a lot of attention to that and not necessarily sussing out the clues related to yeah you know this other <laughs> bigger mystery yeah um yeah. I, or maybe these things just had different writers or something I don't know but I, <laughs> I, I thought it was very very well done yeah, um, even even though, you know, it is something that was all but revealed to me at some point. I, I actually liked the way that they did that.
0: Yeah. Well, and there's even a way that like if you're not fully paying attention to all of the conversations you're having, like there's a way oh, you yeah. miss that dagger conversation, you know, like we're mm-hmm. kind of just like glosses by and you find a dagger and it's like, what's this the deal with this dagger, you know? So it's yeah. it's there are rewards, rewards for you there, I guess, if you're paying attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which I, th- I think just yeah. speaks to good writing, you know.
1: I, I'm gonna tell myself now and say I have gotten so into this game that now <laughs> I have yeah. restarted a blue, another Blue Lions run yeah. <laughs> because I don't want to get ahead of myself <sighs> for podcast reasons, but I just want to play more. So it's like I'll just play the same Blue Lions shit again just oh to get God. my fix. Um, <laughs> and That's so funny. uh. The, the things that are, there are so many, um, interesting things now that really? take on a totally different meaning on a second. Oh, I, right. love yeah. I love that. Tons of them. Tons of them. That's awesome. Yeah. <sighs>
0: um, I felt like I was going to say something, but I don't think I'm gonna, I'm just so fucking, I want to play more of this game is really all I, is, yeah. is where I'm at. I just want to keep yeah.
1: going. I might, um, I might just barrel through and do chapter 12 this week. Cause I think, um, me too. <laughs> something that we're we're going to start doing just looking forward to future episodes is um we're aware from our conversation with Alana that AJ's uh the rest of AJ's uh Black Eagles run is going to be a bit shorter than my Blue Lions run and so the plan is for me to start picking up the pace probably after next episode so yeah. I'll probably be doing two chapters an episode yeah. as and opposed we'll, to one which we'll we'll tailor as we'll needed we'll see how it goes Yeah that's that's uh, a very a tentative plan at this point but um yeah. that's that's our current thinking about it
0: yeah yeah
1: which is very exciting to me to get to play two chapters a week mm, delicious
0: <laughs> yeah uh if you have any suggestions about it uh, i'm sorry don't send them to us because we will have already <laughs> recorded that's these true, episodes. yeah we'll already be done the game by the time next week's episode comes out that's, so yeah that's I, our plan i appreciate the thought of saying like oh maybe there's a better way to do this but we we have already done it at this too point. late sorry <laughs> and thank you um <laughs> If only we could
1: define pulse our way back. Thank you. And, Thank yeah, you. There you
0: go. Rankings. Yeah, <laughs> well, let's let's do
1: rankings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are some complicated ones here.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh.
1: We really our our list starts with a,
0: a toughie. <laughs> it really, yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, truly
1: I will say um so uh, I am going to keep Dimitri where he is he is s rank for me Mm -hmm. I don't find anything necessarily morally sure (laughs) you know it's not it's not his behavior is not a moral issue it is like he he needs help (laughs) he needs treatment and you know it's like heartbreaking um but I can't I can't, you know, change his rank on the basis of that. So I'm not yeah. going to. Felix, I'm gonna bump back up to an A. <laughs> um, as much as I am sort of um smarting from uh, my denial. <laughs> my absolute uh heartbreaking uh experience at the mm-hmm. uh the ball, I really appreciate that that Felix is showing <laughs> that he he really does care um he he has a heart under under all that mm-hmm. another oh I and mean, I will say like like with Felix he like he handled his shit in the least productive way possible <laughs> but he was right to be concerned about Dmitri mm-hmm. the monastery dialogue shows that he like actually cares. I can understand like a seventeen year old kid not having the faculties to to really be like yeah. someone needs to like address this guy's problems because sure. they are you know as opposed to just like calling him
0: the boar prince yeah know? i think felix is very wrapped up in his own problems which right. you can appre- like i don't know i can appreciate yeah. it as a yeah you know, someone who has been a teen before
1: yeah um, like you're yeah. A, a, he's a kid watching a ticking time bomb and not knowing how to handle that like i yeah. you know he's he's a kid um yeah. So yeah, I appreciate that. Another controversial choice. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna bump Sylvain up. He's a C right now, and I'm gonna bump him to a B because Sylvain has proven himself to be extremely level-headed in these chapters. Interesting. Um, he like he really, in the absence of um, Dimitri and Doo being in the room in that scene after that battle, he really takes on like a leadership. Kind of role. Mm -hmm. Um, And he has, he's very insightful. He thinks things through. He's really level headed. And like, that's kind of what this house needs right now. Yeah. Um, I still have huge problems with him um, and how he conducts himself, but I appreciated having him in this chapter. Yeah.
0: You know who would really like Sylvain if it weren't for the womanizing, I guess? Uh, I feel like Ferdinand and Sylvain would really get along
1: interesting because i feel like that
0: i I, you know ferdinand ferdinand is all about noble duty and like doing the right thing and blah blah Mm -hmm. blah uh and from what you're saying it seems like sylvain is kind of in some ways driven by that noble duty
1: for him it's not about duty it's just like he is just i think genuinely in many ways a good person
0: Mm. so it's more and in many ways he is not a good person (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. so it's it's
0: complicated yeah yeah fair enough the rest of your house anything
1: that's it that's it for the blue lions. Everyone else okay. um staying the same.
0: Yeah, I am gonna leave everybody where they are, I think. For similar reasons, I'm not changing Dimitri because dude just needs help. Like <laughs> do is just as always a sweet, sweet lad. Felix I actually I'm gonna bump Felix to an S. Nice because i i do love his his care for dimitri um but also in battle he's a sword master now incredible dudes do it he's he's he critical hits every time mm-hmm. and does upwards of 120 damage every single time
1: he's incredible and it's like you don't have to use combat arts with him he's better no. off just doing yeah. a, a straight attack because yep. his it's stats so just work out that way it's incredible it's so
0: good um it's such a good so I will, I will bump felix to s for that um <laughs> Everybody else is, pr- is stasis pretty much. Yeah, that's 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 it. That's all I got for the Blue Lions.
1: Right. I have some golden deer changes. OK, I am going to bump Leone up to an A because I really liked mm. um, the conversation we had this week. I appreciated her being like, whatever the fuck is going on, you know, um, with <laughs> your green hair and shit yeah. like just, just remember who you are. I think that that was like very sweet advice. And I'm starting to feel this like sisterly bond with her kind of. Yeah. So I really appreciated that. Um, I'm also going to bump Hilda up to an A. I got finally, um, a support with Hilda, my, my C support. And I mean, it's just, it's basically just her being like, can I like get out of this battle? Like, I don't want to do this. And I'm bumping her solely because she says it would really bring down morale if I was killed. Um, I just love that energy. Louise. (laughs) What a queen. I love it. (laughs) So I, um, yeah, I'm bumping her up. If I could, I I say this every week, if I could bump Raphael higher, I would. He is Mm -hmm. best boy. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: He seems very uh, simple, which I don't mean in an insulting way, but just in terms of like his motivations seem simple. But You know, to he clearly has some emotional depth there to be able to say, like, I don't care what happened in the past. Like, that's not going to affect what I do and my values and how I conduct myself. And I think that's uh, very mature. Mm -hmm. Uh, And otherwise, I think all my golden tears stay in the same.
0: Yeah, uh, I am going to. So I'm bumping Leone from a B to an A, uh, because this conversation, like you, like you said, was very good. But I'm also going to bump her from an A to an S because I feel Whoa. so bad for how dirty we. I'm I'm now editing the, dirty. the early episodes of the podcast as we're recording, and we did, really did Leone so dirty. And Leone, my sweet sweet darling, I'm so sorry. So here's a here's a pity promotion, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I to Leonie I don't want to
1: <sighs> spoil too much, but I am I already have reason in chapter twelve to bump her again. But I'm oh gonna- okay.
0: Interesting. I'm keeping
1: it, you know, I'm pacing myself. Yeah,
0: I am so. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm so curious. I'm so excited to talk about the next chapter because like I only have my house to talk to.
1: <laughs> that is, yeah. Well, I have some interesting.
0: Sure, okay. We'll, Your we'll house is
1: still at the monastery for me.
0: Huh? What? Oh, And I made damn. some choices and
1: that's Yo. all I'm going to say.
0: Okay. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then everybody else in the Golden Deer is staying the same. A bunch of darlings in the Golden Deer, honestly, except Lorenz. <laughs> time for the okay. black eagles
1: how you feel it <laughs> so let me talk to you about edelgard so a couple of episodes ago i failed edelgard mm. and my reasoning had to do with the things that she said to you after right.
0: gerald's death it's time to stand
1: but that is also the point at which I knew Edelgard right. was the Flame Emperor. And we apologized last episode because was I correct for, for failing her for that conversation? No, I was I was unnecessarily harsh on her about that. But frankly, there was another reason that I wanted to fail her, which is she is aligned with the people who killed Geralt mm-hmm. or was at some point. Yeah, And I'm I know that there's going to be more. <laughs> we're going to learn more about that. There's clearly more to learn about that. In that scene, it is clear that the Flame Emperor is not doesn't love working with these people yeah but that that did (laughs) that was my motivating factor um i am not going to bump her to an f now even though in many ways i want to because i think in in many ways edelgard's ideals are correct the church fucking sucks Mm -hmm. she's right the church sucks ass um I'm just mm, it's a struggle Mm -hmm. for me Mm because it's personal, (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know,
1: so I'm I'm just going to leave her where she's at. Um, see, I don't think I had much else for any other black eagles except
0: (gasps) I see. I see your little cursor hovering.
1: (laughs) I'm going to (sighs) bump Hubert down. No. Because here's the thing. I've had a real double standard here the whole time. Mm. The, it's been in conflict. <laughs> it's true. <'Cause> it's like, <laughs> it Hubert's is so spooky and sinister and fun, and Edelgard is sinister, and I'm like, mmm, hatred. Mm. Mm. Um, and I don't think... That's not fair, um, especially now that we are actually seeing Hubert's <laughs> in action. Yeah. Maybe killing his own dad. Mm. Oops. Um, so I think... I'm going to bump him... I'm torn between a B or a C, which is a huge drop. Yeah. I went with a C.
0: Okay. Okay. It's
1: a, it's a, it's a. I I'm very conflicted about it, but I also know, um, it's really not fair to Edelgard. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So that's it for black Eagles for me. Yeah. Uh,
0: for me, I mean, I, I, I feel like I, I, I am duty bound. (laughs) to promote edelgard to s the flame emperor of my heart <laughs> no honestly i, I uh, actually i don't remember. was she to be yeah uh I, I don't know i think i'm gonna bump edelgard to a c because wow secret okay. secrets are no fun you know uh <laughs> you can't be keeping secrets but now i hope now that we can be on a traje- trajectory of truth i'll give her a chance to earn it back mm-hmm and also, even if even if that wasn't my issue, she'd be bumped to a C just for Black Eagle Strike Force because that sucks. So that bad. Is, yeah. she
1: did. De- she deserves. Um, oh, it's so bad. Yeah, she deserves um, that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, everybody else. I mean, everybody else is either already an S or hasn't really given me a, a reason to change their rating. So I think. Yeah, because. OK, yep. Yeah, that's it. That That's all. Um. That's all that'll change. Edelgard is a C now. Ferdinand, Linhart, Kaspar, B-A-A. Everybody else, S. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, Hubert, for me, he's just, Hubert's just doing what needs to be done. That's what he's been doing the whole time. He's just following orders. That's part of what, okay, there was actually, when you kill kill Metaday, he's like, I was just following orders. In case you really didn't get, in case you really didn't get that Nazi parallel. Yeah. (laughs) Metaday's just like, I'm just following orders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, rough. it was rough. Listen,
1: nobody ordered you to make a bone broth. <laughs>
0: yeah, nobody asked you to eat the bones, Dang. man. You made that choice in your
1: that's, own. That's
0: you. Uh, and so faculty, right. do you have any changes in fa- faculty? How do you feel about Um,
1: writing? Yes. I, ugh, I hate that I have to. I'm doing this for my kids. I'm not doing this for her, and I'm not doing it for the church. I want that on record. I want that clear. Okay. If If I had the ability to like impact what happens next in the story i would be like let's go back to ferdiad and start protecting the kingdom sure like that sure. that is something that i would feel okay about i don't like that i i am tasked with protecting the church Interesting. because i don't like being in that position yeah. <laughs> but um yeah here we are um <laughs> anyway all that being said i'm bumping seteth to an s <sighs> he did it It happened. I knew that this day would come based on the way that people talk about him. I was like, I just know he's going to do something to really win me over. He sure did. (laughs) Love him. I am also going to bump flame to an S. You know, I I called her cloying once upon Mm -hmm. a time. Mm -hmm. I appreciated, frankly, this time the fact that she like immediately was like, hey, I got some dirt for you. Seth and Rhea are yeah. fighting.
0: Mm-hmm. Um like
1: <laughs> I appreciate her knowing uh you know that that's like loyalty. You know? <laughs> like I'm just going to let you know. Um <laughs> and then the last one I'm going to do I am bumping Shamir up to an A. Um I think largely my the reason why she was she was only a B for me before, um, and I was hesitant because I thought that she was in with Rhea. and now yeah. I'm like, oh, now she's just kind of she is just doing a job, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So I I I
0: appreciate that. Yeah, uh, I'm also gonna bump Shamir to an A uh, for that same reason, and actually, I think I'm gonna bump her to an S for the conversation wow. she had. The conversation she had had with Petra, I think, was really okay. good, and. I don't know. I think Shamir is a very good role model for Petra. <laughs> um, a person, you know, who's not from Foldlin, just, mm-hmm. you know, following their duty, doing what's right for them and, and what's right for their kingdom, but also still, you know, understanding that, like, you can still... I mean, mm-hmm. similar, to, similar to what the chapter intro said, like everybody's still alone. Pretty much like in the end, you're working yeah. for yourself, you know, watch out for number one. And I'm going to bump Hanuman from a C for I do not care about Hanuman to a fucking F because he asked to see me naked. Uh, no, thanks, dude. Yeah, I was with you with the skin and the blood and the hair that you <laughs> took, the, t- the hair that you took without asking. But the full physical is just a step, a step too far. Nasty. For me. Uh, nasty. Very nasty, man. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that would be all right. I mean, we have Rogrig and Gilbert, the dads, they're both just D's all the way. <laughs> Not, they haven't really done much. So the rank rankings haven't changed, but yeah, those are our rankings. And, and if I am to make a prediction,
1: yeah, that's, I, it's going to end up probably just being our, our own houses. Yeah.
0: These, the, yeah. at least for golden deer, uh, I think these are going to be our rankings forever. <laughs>
1: Uh-huh I actually love the idea that like we're we can just like keep these these golden deer rankings kind of in stasis and yeah. pick up with them at the beginning of our, our yeah, yeah, golden yeah. deer run. Yeah. I think I th- That'll we, be kind of fun.
0: Yeah. We've been uh, kind of implying this lightly for, for the last several weeks to, I don't know if we've talked about it a lot on the podcast, but definitely to people we've been talking to in real life. Once we finish this, we'll probably do a, we're definitely going to do a golden deer run mm-hmm. uh, for two, maybe three episodes. I, I, I really don't know. Um, yeah. We're because- going to try
1: and really do it quickly because so much of it is going to be
0: redundant
1: aside yes. from just like getting to know the kids because i right. really the longer it goes the the more it's like actually kind of silly that we even have rankings for the golden deer because we yeah. don't know them at all yeah. <laughs> like really
0: yeah so that'll be a few quick and dirty like broad strokes maybe a couple of specifics here and there uh, and mm. then probably the second half of the game will get a little more granular because i imagine that's probably totally different from the other right. two runs but So that's something to look forward to in the future after we uh, are done with these these two runs. But other than that, it is now time to name our war children of the week. Yes. Are you prepared with one?
1: (laughs) I am. This was a really tough decision this week just because, um, you know, so much happened, but it wasn't really not really centered on my kids except for Dimitri um, and I, you know, I thought about making him War Child of the Week, just in a sort of person in the year kind of way, like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. very influential this week. Right, I'm not commenting on whether it was in a good or bad way, right? <laughs> um, but I, I think in the interest of of switching things up, I think I'm going to go with Sylvain. Wow! Uh, like I said, I think that he really, as we've gotten into these like these chapters where the conflicts are getting more serious and having bigger implications. Um, He has always proven himself to be uh, very thoughtful about it. Um, He, he is very observant. He, he's clearly way more analytical than he lets on. Mm you know, he, he makes a lot of predictions. It, I, know, I know a lot of characters do that, but he is one of those characters who's like, hey, I noticed like all the knights are gone this week. That kind of seems like it's leaving the monastery unprotected. Yeah. Or, you know, he makes a lot of comments like that where it's like, God, you are so much deeper than you let on, which I knew was going to happen because Alana basically yeah. told me. But, I, uh, you know, it, it makes it that much harder to watch him be such
0: a shithead all the time. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Cause,
1: Cause it you know, it he very, has to do that, you know, yeah. Like he, he totally does. Um, it, it's just, maybe you could just treat, treat people a little bit better. <laughs> so then. Yeah. Yeah. But this week I will, I will give him props for, um, all of those wonderful
0: qualities sure. uh, that lurk beneath the surface. Yeah. For me this week, perhaps, uh, ill-advisedly, Edelgard is going to be my War Child of the Week. Because, hey, what are War Children of the Week rankings for, if not the one who is doing war the best? Uh, And I think this week... Well, you
1: put it that way.
0: I think this week, Edelgard has uh, far and away outshone her classmates mm-hmm. and her, her fellow students <laughs> when it comes
1: to war, when it
0: comes to war, she's, she's really doing the damn thing. And, and I got to respect her for it. You know?
1: Yeah. I, I sent AJ a, a <laughs> meme, of uh, Adelgard <laughs> uh, and Hubert and Metaday in the car. Cause I couldn't think of anybody else yeah. saying, get in loser. We're declaring war on the Wait, church. You made that? I made that. Oh shit. I thought that was like uh, something you found
0: online. I, wow. I
1: I had the thought, like, I just fucking bet that someone has made this meme before sure. and tried to search for it, but I couldn't find it. So then I just made it myself.
0: Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's really good. That's really good. Props, <laughs> props to you for doing that. that. That makes it even better. I thought it was just something you'd like found on. on I, or
1: something. Yeah. I, oh, I tried. Um, I also <laughs> I also this one is one that I found. I sent the always sunny uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> opening that just says the gang goes to war.
0: It's good. It's um, good shit. hmm. Oh, Well. That's chapter 11. Yes. Which thus ends episode fucking eight of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, we are at async pod. If you want to shoot us an email for some reason, that's also async pod at gmail.com. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, uh, I'm at AJ Folleri. I usually just retweet podcasts that I'm editing at the time. <laughs> uh, and and sometimes I'll, I'll go on like a two day podcast. Um, I'll decide that I want to be on Twitter and I'll just like tweet a whole bunch in two days. But that's, that happens like once every couple of months. So <laughs> at AJ if you want, if you want that stuff, uh, you can
1: find me at O Kimmies that's O H K I M M I E S. I am also often just retweeting the podcasts that we do together but also sometimes uh, just tweet out whatever stupid bullshit I'm thinking at the time so if you like the some bullshit segments of this show yeah. uh, follow me on Twitter because that's basically just that all the time
0: <laughs> it's good
1: it's good stuff and uh, our a, a parting thought for us before we go today Don't lose sight of who you are. However you may change, you're still the same person.
0: Bye, everybody. See you next week. See you next week.